Again, here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king in the NBA! Yeah, hang on. It's NBA Strayer. It's Wednesday, December 15. Hump. Day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Strayer a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously. We're just here for a good time because basketball's fun. Hey, did Steph break the all-time three-point record? Yes, he did. That was awesome. Steph went out and broke Ray Allen's all-time three-point record. It was gnarly. He is the greatest shooter the NBA has ever seen. Now has the record to prove it. Talk about that a bit. Uh, COVID. A couple of former MVPs now in the health and safety protocols. Jeez. Yeah, it's not going great, is it? Uh, three games today, all covered in the NBA straight game wraps. We've got a juicy slab, but that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. There's Yeah, Nas. There's the unpopular opinion of the day. And there's our back take house. Where we're serving up a flame grill take. There's Australian player watch. It's just Patty Mills today, I'll be honest. And, uh, of course, just a Steph Curry, Shane Hill, Shooter, Shoot, Shoot Your Shot, Light em Up Award uh, to give out, which is gnarly. And a uh, game preview and pick for all the games tomorrow. And we're going to do a quick one today as well because it's a late show. So uh, we'll just finish it off when we finish. <laughs> nice. Let's get into it. Episode 720 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Nick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better. Oh, you better watch out for the Steph attack. If you're Ray Allen. <laughs> I love the freeze frame of him just like, he's trying to find his phone. He doesn't look all that impressed. He's like, oh, Steph gets a 2,974 jersey. Where's my 2,973 jersey, you jerks? I love it. <laughs> but that was great, wasn't it? Right, let's get into it. Episode, what, 720? We're going to start this the way we start every show here in NBA Australia with a daily, I believe it's called The Whip Around. Oh, it's a whip crack, bro. Do you get it? Yeah, Steph broke the record in the first five minutes. Love that. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, gets a nice moment. And uh, after the game, gets presented with the 2,974 jersey by Reggie and Ray. You love that. But also, they shut down the game basically, what, five minutes in. And it was awesome. Big time out, big celebration. Goes to Hugsy's dad, gives him the ball, Hugsy's mum. You know, basically hangs out with all of his teammates. And uh, it was just a cool moment, wasn't it? I love it. Um, because it's a really big deal. That's a lot of threes. And... Like, in terms of career trajectory, they did have B.A. Brian Anderson on the call is like, he changed the game. You know, the three... And Reggie's like, the three ball, just like Babe Ruth did with the long ball in baseball. Everyone's like, shut up, Reggie. Jesus, we get it. It's like, yeah. We understand that uh, Steph changed the game. 
But at the same time, like Reggie Miller also sort of helped change the game a little bit. So did Ray Allen. So did all the three-point shooters before him. Steph really just took it that extra step further and just went, yeah, this is the way we're all going to do this now. And that's pretty bloody good. So that was just a great moment. And the pictures, the moments, I mean, the picture of him just sort of sitting on the floor with Reggie and Ray's uh, jerseys with the 2974 jersey, just really cool. And to do it at MSG. I'm going to talk about those later, but juice, absolutely love it. It was huge. It was very, very bloody cool. <laughs> so he also hit five for the game. Needed two to get past Ray. Just did it with, uh, with ease and did it very quickly. Love that. Uh, other news, COVID. So after we copped a couple of our Chicago games being postponed, I feel like we came very close to getting a late Nets game postponement today against the Raptors as James Harden and Bruce Brown and LaMarcus Aldridge and Bloodsport James Johnson and DeAndre Bambury and Jeff Young Carter all went in to the health and safety protocols and suddenly the Nets had eight dudes. Eight! And if you were ever like, oh, we had this with Ben Simmons, right? Like, just recently. Uh, if you were ever like Kyrie Irving going, ah, oh, fuck. Like, if you ever just needed just that little bit of an impetuous to go, hey, Kyrie, you selfish fuck. I mean, what are you doing? Like, you're completely fucking hurting your team here. You're hurting your mate Kevin, your supposed brother, who's out there playing a shit ton of minutes because you're too fucking selfish to go and get a goddamn jab you idiot. Same thing with Ben Simmons the other day, you know, a couple of weeks ago in Philly when they're shorthanded. He's like, nah, man, I'm, I just don't want to play for Philly, eh? It's like, well, who are they paying you? Well, I mean, ostensibly they ought to be if I was doing my job. Well, are you? No. Well, I still want to get paid, though. Shut up, idiot. Fuck off. So with Kyrie, it was funny. Like, you see the uh, the outs and you're like, well, COVID, safe, health and safety, health and safety, health and safety, health and safety. Joe Harris is injured. And then you get to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, Kyrie. Healthy scratch, basically, because he's a fuckwit. <laughs> Tough. Thing is, then let's go out and win. We'll talk about that in a second. But, wow, the fact that they're basically relying on two-way players at this point and Bobby Marks, the ESPN cap anal- uh, analyst kind of dude, he's out there going, yeah, they can sign, like, eight hardship things. The thing is, it costs against your luxury tax, which is fucking insane to me. Like, I don't know how a replacement player, when you're basically, this is out of your hands. Like, this is not a team sort of like a related thing. It's like there's a fucking pandemic going on and you're going to have to pay like through the fucking nose if you're over the luxury tax to sign your replacement players. It's fucking beyond the pale. But anyway, um, so tough one for the Nets. We'll see what happens next. They get creaky on the plane. What do you reckon? Send him over. Someone call up Delhi. Chuck them on a plane right now. See if they get there in time for the next ones. Uh, the other thing is, so that's James Harden in the uh, COVID protocols. Giannis Antetokounmpo joins him as well, along with Wes Matthews and Dante DiVincenzo. And uh, so their game against Dallas is going to be pretty hairy. And the Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. Well, they also don't have Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, or THT. He's dynamite. Uh, oh, no, they're playing the Mavericks. What am I talking about? The uh, Bucks don't play the Mavs. Uh, the Lakers are playing the Mavs, and they're out. So that is brutal. So I brought this up on yesterday's show. Jimmy, are we going to see more COVID game postponements? My initial thought was, yeah. 
But I was sort of thinking, because we've sort of already kind of dealt with a few cases here and there, a lot of these teams might be able to skip through it okay-ish, but jeez. And then I sort of like hit upon the idea of like, oh yeah, but Christmas, New Year's, some teams are going to get fucked, and it's not cool. I just hope that everyone comes through it okay, healthy, and everything, but oh, god damn, brutal. So you'll just keep seeing this pop off from the time you hear my voice until like, you know, you hear it again tomorrow, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. So it just doesn't stop, doesn't slow down. Especially with the Nets thing, right? The Nets thing is pretty gnarly because you've got dudes who are obviously vaccinated and who have already had it and are sitting there going, shit, well, we've been playing games with all these dudes. Who else is going to get it? Fucking hell. Are we going to lose a game? What's going to happen? Who knows? So... It's very, very, very shitty. Uh, other news, Kyrie, mentioned him just then. Uh, Dallas, apparently out there, Cuban is just like, yep, nah, we haven't talked about trading for him. It's like, uh, me thinketh that you uh, talketh too uh, mucheth about that, eh? <laughs> it's uh, pretty interesting. It's like uh, no one was actually sort of really s- completely suggesting that you're out there going, uh, yeah, man. Um, like we all thought that was kind of funny. And then it's like Cuban coming over the top going, nah, man, we're definitely not doing that, eh? It's like, ah, hmm, you may be protesting if too much if. So pretty funny stuff, pretty weird, kind of weird, because obviously Kyrie next to Luca would be fun. Extreme Zingamil, I mean, we talked about this the other day. Like, let's do it. Let's get it done. Extreme Zingamil. Bring him back. Fuck yeah. Get him back in New York. It'll be gnarly. But anyway. What can you do? Uh, so Cuban literally has had no trade, trade discussions about Kyrie, whatever. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, Ben Simmons, obviously today is December 15 here in Australia. Uh, it is not yet in America. It will be soon. What are the odds that Ben Simmons is a king by tomorrow? You know? He's been the fresh prince of uh, Philly for a while. Will he be a king, a Sacramento king by tomorrow? What do you reckon? Hmm. I don't know feel like in the next week he might be going uh, somewhere else. Just saying. Just saying. Right, let's do some game raps from today. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Yeah, man. Hung out with the squid all day today. It's been awesome. That's why today's show is very late. But, uh, you know, deal with it. Brooklyn. Uh, he and I were watching this one. He's like, ah, oh, dad. Patty Wills. It's like, yep, that's it. I'm like, yes. My work as a dad is almost done when he's just like... Figure out who Patty Mills is. Uh, Brooklyn, hold on. 131-129 in overtime. What a win. Eight players and they sort out Toronto, who are obviously dealing with injuries, their own and absences, and we're on a back-to-back. But holy shit, this was like a boxing match where you're just waiting for someone to knock the other dude out and it just like ends up being a points decision, right? Patty Mills is incredible in the fourth quarter. Um, but like the Raps got up 11 towards the end of the third. And it was just back and forth. And then, like, KD hits a jump. It's a nine-point game going to the fourth. And then Patty and Kessler Edwards just... The Nets, out of nowhere, already had the lead halfway through the quarter after a Patty three. And then he gets, like, a four-point play. Oh, my God. Ties it up at the end as well. Patty thrills. Giving it to him. Get him, Patty. You love to see it. And, again, I will fucking yell this to the sky until my face turns blue. The only person who could slow down Patty Mills the last decade in the NBA was fucking Greg Popovich. Very clearly. Oh, jeez, man. FIBA Patty, Olympic Patty, Boomer Patty. Oh, man, just imagine if he was in the NBA. Yeah. And who was stopping that fucking happening? Pop. Jesus. Anyway, KD smokes him in the overtime. The Raps looked a little bit gassed. I mean, 
Fred Van Vliet, the fighting Van Vliet, still hit a big three that just pushed him right to the end. But Brooklyn, I'll tell you what, David Duke Jr. and uh, Kessler Edwards, they're two-way players and stuff. Cam Thomas, look, he didn't need too many shots, but geez, just showed some heady shit. Did some good stuff. Blake got kicked out at the end. Uh, well, kicked out, you know, had his sixth foul using his face uh, to headbutt. Uh, was it Van Vliet's elbow? Jesus. Anyway, but they just sort of had some really smart rebounds, good positioning, hit their free throws at the end and just eke over the line. But that's a massive win for Brooklyn. Uh, Fred Van Vliet ends up with 31-9. Huge three late, as I mentioned, to uh, give him a sniff. He went 6-14 from downtown. And uh, Siakam at 25-6. and six. Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. at 25 as well. He went 6-12 from downtown. Beautiful. Scotty Barnes. He was awesome as well. 23-12-5. and five. Unbelievable. He is a weapon. I love him. And uh, but the thing was, the Raptors, look, talk about shorthanded as well. They had not much else. Like, Utah! Utah Watanabe hit a shot in the fourth quarter. We're like, here we go. Watch out. And that was the first three you'd hit all game. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Champagne, champagne and then campaign. And uh, he was not good. Malachi Flynn, Shvee. It's like, dudes, they are also in struggle town in terms of their depth. So, look, you get that on the big jobs. The Nets, KD was massive. 34, 13, 11. He's going to pop up again in a second. Paddy Thrills, 30 points. It's his first 30-point effort since uh, 2019. He was unreal. Absolutely unreal. 7 to 14 from downtown. Carried them to the lead in the fourth quarter. Nick Claxton had 16 and 7. He was really good as well. I just love his effort. I love his hustle. He shot 8 of 10. Uh, so the 16 and 7 with a block and an assist. Just what a gun. Blake, he had 13, 5, and 6. Back into the rotation, <laughs> pressed in there by need. But the thing was, you're like, well, there you go. Bit more run for Blake, and he actually wasn't bad. 4 or 6 from the floor, 2 or 4 from downtown. 13, 5, and 6, a couple of steals. Not bad, D. Stay ready, baby, stay ready. Kessler Edwards, he was bloody good too. 44 minutes, he played his ass off. 17 minutes, sorry, 17 points. 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. Crushed it. Um, I mean, Cam Thomas is 2 of 10, not ideal. What can you do? Like, still bloody good. Dayron Sharp, like their rookie big man, 13 minutes. He went 3-3. Three three, he had 7-7. Seven seven. Just contributors up and down the roster. It was an awesome effort by the Nets. Awesome effort by Toronto as well. One of those just really fun games. Nets end up uh, winning it. They're now, what, 20-8, and eight, and the Raps fall to 13-15. and 15, But, whew, what a game. Also a good game. They were all good games today. This was the best part. The, I mean, Warriors-Knicks was a bit of a slog. But you kind of forgot about it with the Steph stuff at the heart, at the first bit, right? And you could sort of forgive the shit show that it was for a lot of the first half. But either way, they win at 105-96 in the end. Uh, Warriors don't even get to New York until Tuesday Arvo because I mentioned this on yesterday's show. They got stuck in Indy last night with plane stuff and then didn't even get to the airport until 9.30 today. So... Pretty crazy, and then I love that Steve Kerr's like, hey, man, we used to fly fucking not even on our own plane back in my uh, early days, so uh, whatever, we'd arrive on the day of the game all the time. So, all right, Steve, we get it, you're old. Uh, but, wow, love this. Steph very smartly got this out of the road, right? And that's the way to approach this. Like, get it knocked over, do it in the first quarter, and then win the game, and that's what they did. Like, it was weirdly, though, for all the hype around three-point shooting and Steph Curry being, you know, changing the game on the offensive end, it was the Golden State D that did most of the damage today, like limiting the looks the Knicks got. And that's the thing, like, just so little Nick penetration and clean looks at the hoop. And you're like, how do the Warriors do this? And it's just, 
smart, heady players up and down the roster. It was crazy. Like, the Knicks kept it close, and then, boom, the Warriors just didn't need to really light the fire, like, light the place on fire on offense, but they sort of just got up towards the end of the third, kicked the doors down a little bit, and that was it. Their defense is so good. Like, the Knicks would try to make a run. Golden State would get a stop, score a bucket, and you're like, oh, just heartbreaking each and every time. They shot 36% the Knicks. They shot better from three than they did from the floor. 38%, 16-42 from downtown versus their actual field goal percentage. Crazy. Julius Randle, pretty good game. 31-7 and seven for him. 5-8 of eight from three. And it's one of those things where you go, Ugh. it's pretty worrying that Julius Randle's uh, performances just hinge so much on him just like getting hot from three now, you know? Anyway, four turnovers, three assists, not ideal, but look, he was the only one out there really doing too much. D-Rose had 15, uh, 15, 4, and 6, and it was nice to see D-Rose out there too against Steph. You know, at the start of the 2010s, you would have been like, well, Steph and D-Rose, here we go. And uh, very different points of their career now. 14 for Alec Burks on 15 shots. IQ Emmanuel quickly, 12 shots for his 12 points as well. Not much else for this Knicks team at the moment. Uh, missing, obviously, a couple of players in the old health and safety protocols with Obi Toppin and RJ Barrett and co. And, uh, yeah, tough scenes. Warriors, though. Steph ends up with 22, 5 of 14 from downtown. 19 for Poo. 0 of 6 from 3, but 13 of 13 on free throws. What a weird game for him. 18 for Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins. 8 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists for Draymond. Belly Belicha hit four threes. He was awesome. 14, 4 and 4. Anyway, big win for the Warriors, 23 and 5. New York dropped to 12 and 16. <laughs> they are so bad. Oh, God. And finally, Phoenix beat Portland in overtime, 111 107, because Chris Paul is just like Thanos. He is inevitable. Uh, they ripped off like a 19 7 run at the, what was it, the end of the first quarter. Got up big early, did Phoenix. Sort of stayed there. Aiton and McGee were crushing it. And then. They were still up 10 in the third, right? And then Simons, Anthony Simons hits a three. And Bobby Covington, at the end of the half, like end of the third, just, he went absolutely fucking ham, scores eight straight points, and the Blazers lead out of nowhere by one. An 11-zip run, just completely out of the blue. And Phoenix, like, oh, shit, like Tony Snell's hitting threes in the fourth quarter. Dame's just firing up, and you're like, oh, God, Dame's going to bury him. And then they decided not, decided not to score for like three and a bit minutes. And the Suns got right back in it. It was neck and neck all the way down the stretch. Free throws, Dame, threes. Norm! Power with a plus one. Campaign just doing work. It was really fun. And then CP3, it's like a little elbow jump with 20, well, no, 40, minutes, 40 seconds left. And ties it up. Nurk misses one of his two free throws. Norm misses one of his two free throws. The Suns can't get anything going on the other end. Blazers are up two, then bang, eight seconds left. Chris Paul, the point guard, gets to his spot, nails it. Overtime. Dame loses the ball in the last uh, possession, and off we go. And then in the overtime was Cam Johnson, Aiton, and they just outlasted them, and Portland just had no answers. The crazy part was, like, this is Phoenix on a back-to-back, not Portland. And you're like, God damn, Portland. This is uh, one of those games where you're like, yep, we probably should have won that. We didn't. We should probably just fucking pack her up, boys. They scored five points in the five minutes of overtime. Not ideal. Not ideal. Uh, for the Blazers, look, they've started Larry Nance as well. I love this. Putting Covington on the bench. Lit a fire on his ass. The eight points he scored, though, at the end of the third, were the only points he fucking scored. What are you doing, Bob? You're killing me. Anyway, 31 for Dame Lillard. 10 assists. 
He was pretty good. The shooting was just a bit off, though. He went 5 of 16 from downtown, 11 of 31 from the floor. Thing is, I mean, it's fucking Dame Lillard. Like, of course, shoot 31 times. I wouldn't mind you hitting a couple more. 31 and 10, but 31 points on 31 shots. That's some Kobe shit. Norm had 23. Uh, he was bloody good, actually. Like, just sort of filled in the gaps. Nurk was okay, 17, 13, and 5. And uh, not much else, though. That's a problem. Covington with his 8 points all at once. Simon's on 13 shots. 3 of 13 he shoots for his 8 points. 1 of 6 from downtown. Brutal. Tony Snell's two threes in the fourth quarter were massive, but again, that's all he basically mustered. He had eight points, nine for Larry Nance. He did have eight rebounds, four assists and three steals, but just not quite enough there. And this Nasir Little just like showed a couple of little flashes. He and Simons both, right? And you're like, just can you be consistently good? Ugh. Anyway, the Suns, 24 for Chris Paul, 14 assists, eight rebounds, three steals. He's just ridiculous. Eight and a 28 and 13. 11 for Jay Crowder, 17 for Campaign off the bench. Cam Johnson was actually really good too. Hit 4 of 11 from downtown for his 12 points and 8 rebounds. They crushed it. This was a really balanced attack. Like without Michael Bridges like really doing too much offensively, just going, well, I'm going to stop everybody else on the other end. That's where you go. And good job, Suns, on a back-to-back. That's huge. They're now 22 and 5. The Blazers dropped 11 and 17. And uh, yeah, it's not great. No, it's not great. Well, let's do an NBA Australia pre performance of the night, though, shall we? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Steph Curry broke the fucking all time three point record. <laughs> but he's still not going to get this because we're going to talk about him uh, at length a little bit later. But I mean, that was still very, 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 very good. They get the win. Hits five threes. Uh, but this one's going to be a tie between KD and CP3. Kevin Durant. 34, 13, and 11 with a block. He shot 12 of 29. He's like, he and Patty Mills were the only offensive threats basically out there for a bunch of this game. And uh, Patty goes off for 30. He's awesome. KD drops a 34, 11, and 13 triple-double. And CP3 on a back-to-back plays 41 minutes, is old as fuck, and still had it down the stretch just to rip Portland's heart out of their fucking chest and show it to him. Carly Ma motherfuckers. Like, that is just... CB3 is a savage. 24, 8, and 14 on 10 of 19 shooting on a back-to-back. Older in hell. KD, CB3, and honorable mention to Patty Thrills. Incredible stuff. Just, we are lucky sometimes to be living in such a fucking guilted age of NBA. Steph, KD, CB3 on one night where there's only three games on. Lighting it up. Having the time. You love to see it. Spud of the night, though. Spud, 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 of the night. I mentioned a bunch of folks that had pretty rough shooting nights. One I didn't mention was Evan Don't Google Me Fournier. Now, if you wanted to look at where the Knicks' troubles might lie, it's like, oh, well, we paid a bunch of money for Evan Fournier. Having very clearly not watched Evan Fournier or Kemba Walker play in the last, I don't know, three years, apart from maybe when they've rolled into town and played a half-decent game, tonight he had two points on one of five shooting. 0 of 4 from downtown. One rebound, zero assists, zero steals, a block, a minus 13 in a game that they lost by nine. And you might be like, well, Jimmy must have only played a couple of minutes. No, he played 29 minutes for his two points. 
That is, like, usually we have, like, pretty garish, bad shooting numbers as Spud of the Night. This was very much more of a, he's just a Spud on the, he's doing nothing. <laughs> like, he's a fucking complete net negative on you, to the point where it's in negative 13, his time on the court. Like, there is nothing more fucking Spud worthy. What are you doing, Evan? Well, I'm not going to Google you, that's for sure. Fucking hell, but two points in 29 minutes. You're getting paid a lot of money to do a little bit better than that. And Knicks fans, like, it's just going to get ugly very soon, I'm just saying. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Blake Griffin, uh, when you're getting called for a foul, when you headbutt somebody's elbow... That's when you know the refs fucking hate you. That's definitely an old mate. Nah, he's your fucking mate. Kevin, come get your mate. He's your fucking mate. I'm sick of this prick. Blake, fuck him off. <laughs> and I love like the announcers going, oh, well, you know, it's incidental contact. It's like, are you kidding? How many fucking times do we need to see refs in a position where they go, oh, well, we need to check that to make sure that it wasn't like, you know, some sort of flagrant. It's like a non-basket. It's like he elbowed him in the face and you called the fucking foul on Blake. <laughs> Talk your way out of that one, refs. They're like, oh, well, you know, he also reached across him, but it was incidental contact with, him, with his fucking face with the other bloke's elbow. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, Blake, not getting those calls anymore. That's the, uh, the superstar calls have fallen by the wayside at that point in your career. So Blake Griffin, definitely old mate, no mates with the refs. Pantsing of the night. Very fat, 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 very, very fat, fat. The best player on the planet was at it again in Brooklyn, going assassin in overtime for the COVID Rock Nets. Nothing like Kevin Durant. You watch Braun? Kevin Durant took that tweet from Skip Bayless, retweeted it, and said, I really don't like you. <laughs> Kevin! Oh, that's a pantsing. Skip Bayless trying to gargle Kevin Durant's nuts just gets completely fucking pants by Kevin. He's like, fuck off, idiot. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but I don't like nobody likes you, Skip. Skip. Oh, come on, Skip. I mean, Skip Bayless, go blow it out your ass, you fucking idiot. And Kevin Durant just literally told him to. That was just great. What a pantsing. You love to see it. Nobody's going to be crying a river over Skip Bayless. But just Kevin Durant just seeing that and just going, oh, I've got a chance to dunk on Skip Bayless as well as winning the game tonight? All right, I'm going to take that. Boom. I really don't like you. <laughs> <That's so good. laughs> Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you will get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I still love seeing campaign out there. He goes 6 of 14 today, 2 of 3 from uh, downtown, 17 points, 5 assists, playing down, you know, in absolute nut crunch time for the Suns without Devin Booker. Uh, it's pretty bloody good. Like, the dude was in the finals last year, before that, in China. So, awesome stuff. Better than Lonzo Ball today. Also, though, Scotty Barnes. You know we love to shine a light on the young dude. Scotty Boo! Scotty Buckets. 23 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 of 13 shooting, 3 of 5 from downtown against the Nets today. He was doing a little bit of everything. And, like, you just watch him play. And if you're a fan of the Raps, you just got to be 
wrapped. Oh, jeez. With him. <laughs> 23, 12, and 5. That is fucking 6 of 8 from the line. He was awesome. But it was like the offensive rebounding. I think he had like 7 offensive boards. He was just out there crushing it time and time again. Raptors fans. Wrapped with Scotty Barnes. Right. Yeah, Nas. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys. This is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some Yeah Nas. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East 9th Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time, including this Sunday at the Catfish in Melbourne in Fitzroy, where you'll be able to uh, join myself and uh, my co-host on NFL Australia, Gaz, for a bit of Patriots and Colts at the Caddy. It's going to be awesome from noon. So if you're in Melbourne, you want to come out, hang out, get some beers, talk some shit, watch some football, I mean, that's a good party. So noon this Sunday, come on. Say good day. Uh, otherwise, if you don't want to go anywhere, go to thedailyliquor.com, bring the bottle over to you, check out their beers, wines, and cocktails, great selection, and they'll drop it off at your door. Omicron, Percy, I8, Rona free. So there you go. It's for the Melbourne metro area, the old dailyliquor.com. Same day delivery if you order before noon. Smash it now and you're banging the code straight out. They'll give you a free six pack on me. How good is that? The Dos Blocos XPA. It's a great drinking beer, I'll tell you what. So go check it out right now. Be over 18. Drink responsibly. Don't be a dickhead. Right, yeah, nahs. Ben Devler on Twitter. Yeah, nah, Kyrie can stay the fuck home. After I tweeted out a Patty Mills, just that litany litany of Patty Mills uh, highlights today. Yeah, nah, I mean, it'd be nice to have him, but it's pretty handy having Patty fucking thrills out there dropping 30 bombs on everybody, right? Shit, yeah. But uh, I mentioned this one and yelled about it pretty extensively yesterday about Kyrie. It's like, Kevin's just going to be like, this fuck. Uh, like, how big do you think the Christmas present Patty Mills is going to get from Kevin Durant is going to be? Like, it's going to be fucking big. I'll tell you that much. Like, Steph Curry gave out a bunch of Rolexes today for him breaking the record. Uh, I'd love to know what Kevin Durant's going to get Patty Thrills. Like, yeah, my mate Kyrie told me to come here. You're the only bloke who's fucking shown up. So thanks, Patty. What a legend. So good one, Ben. Kyrie can stay the fuck home. Get the jab, you idiot. Uh, I am Matty S. Hey, oh, Jimmy. Serious question. Looking at Zion's body type, yeah, nah. Is he the largest dwarf in the world? Uh, yeah, nah. Well, I think, uh, is little person the correct nomenclature, I believe? Uh, it, I mean, obviously, there's nothing little about him. But, I mean, Matty S. has sort of hit on something about how just his body proportions... It's always been a bit odd, and you sort of look at him and go, I mean, there's there's sort of apocryphal stories about watching Greg Oden walk, right? And you're like, oh, not ideal. And you, like, look at Zion with, like, the hitch in his step, and you're like, that dude's just going to have fucking hip problems, knee problems, ankle shit for the rest of his career, isn't he? So I think Matty S might be onto something there. But, yeah, he's just, he just looks weird, you know? It's like he's just all sort of stretched out in some odd places, whatever, but... Yeah, Zion, I don't know, man. That entire thing is just a fucking mess. Uh, can Steph, so he's about to clock, you know, 3,000, obviously. Do you reckon he can clock 4,000, 5,000? Yeah, nah. I reckon we see him get to 
4,300. I reckon that's where we land. And, uh, yeah, because, like, the thing is, it all really... So much of this sort of comes down to how long he plays, how healthy he stays. And, to be honest, like, the young dudes that the Warriors have, Wiseman, Kaminga, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, 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 Moses Moody. Like, if they sort of pop and can carry that sort of transition from Steph, Clay, and Dre, and Iggy into, like, the next era, and, like, Steph can sort of just... Ease back on the throttle. Actually, weirdly enough, similar to how Reggie Miller did those last few years in Indy or how Ray Allen did maybe those last few years in Boston and then Miami. Like, perhaps he can get more than that. But yeah, 4,300, I reckon. 4,500. 5,000 would be pretty gnarly if he played to like 39, 40, you know. Steve Nash kind of vibes. Maybe. Who knows? But I can't wait to see what happens. Scotty Baxter, he had the one the other day, right? Yeah, nah, the Creek Dunk will help him get him back into the NBA, especially with the physicality this season in the NBA. So I missed this one because, I don't know, Scotty Baxter's uh, message to me didn't somehow land in my fucking inbox. It was weird. Saw it pop up and then it just went missing. Anyway, I love this one. Yeah, nah, to be honest, it probably helps more than hinders, right? Like, it shows off that explosiveness, that viciousness and everything. And, I mean, obviously a video clip of you dunking on Delhi doesn't get you signed in the NBA, but it doesn't hurt your fucking chances down the road where they're like, oh, yeah, how's Creek's highlights going this year? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Should we uh, put in a phone call? So I'm, I'm saying it might help. So Scotty Baxter's on one there. And then his other one, yeah, now nah, the celebration for Curry being the all-time three-point maker was a bit OTT. Felt like they were giving him a parade. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Look, I think it was kind of perfect. Like, the NBA is a fine line to tread with this sort of stuff because it's momentous. And they should acknowledge it. And when you're doing it at MSG or if you're doing it in LA or even maybe like Chicago, somewhere like a massive, massive, massive audience, you got to sort of do this thing to sort of celebrate just how big of an exact moment in time that is for, like, your league. And I kind of appreciated it. I thought it was great because... You think about other times where, like, basically, what <laughs> you know, LeBron setting, you know, passing milestones in LA and it's like a polite clap and shit. Whereas it's like Steph is the poster boy for the NBA. The three-point revolution has changed the face of the league, the way the game's played. Like, you should probably basically stop and throw him a bit of a parade. It was gnarly, though. Like, the fact that they're kind of like, I'm going to get to this in a second. You know, his dad's there. His dad was able to fly in. His mum's there. Reggie's there calling the game. They get Ray Allen there. It was fucking cool. So I loved it. Uh, last bit, is he the best shooter ever? Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, obviously. Even he can admit it now. As he had the quote today, I never wanted to call myself the greatest shooter until I got this record. I'm comfortable saying it now. And yeah, fuck yeah. Boom. <laughs> so he should. That's gnarly. All right, I'm popping the opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me, look at me. I mentioned this the other day that Steph's record probably will be broken, but I kind of think it'd be sick if he kind of just kept playing and just kept bumping it up and up and up and up and up and making it just that little bit tougher. Like if he got it towards 5,000, that'd be insane, right? Because um, like the combo of speed, natural ability, the actual talent, and obviously like the superstar status, which I think is a big one, where you do have the green light to launch as many threes as you like. But also you have the talent to hit as many of them. And also just 
the sheer audacity that he has sometimes to hit some. Like, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, if you want to take 13 threes a game, like, you still have to be as good as Steph over the course of a fucking really long time, like 15 years of an NBA career, to even be sniffing where he's at now, right? So, like, Donovan Mitchell, Luca, Trey, Ant-Man, LaMelo, who knows? Like, they might have a crack, and, like, some of them, especially considering they're coming into the NBA pretty young, and launching a fair, like, weight of threes. Like, Harden's obviously pretty close now, and he'll probably go past uh, Ray at some point, won't he? Like, it's just, like, the young dudes will be the ones that maybe overtake him. And it's going to be fascinating to see, like, if the three-point attempts go up for some of these dudes, if they get better. Like, I can't wait to see how we go. But I don't know. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing it just stick around for a bit longer. Because, you know, it's kind of cool to say, oh, I remember when Steph broke the record initially. That was fucking gnarly. And if I'm old as fuck when I get to say, oh, well, back in my day, I saw saw him break Ray Allen's record, and now I get to see this one. Oh. <laughs> It'd be kind of gnarly. It's like, wow, Josh Giddy finally did it. <laughs> and finally, our bag take us for today. It's Wednesday, and our back, you know what that means? Oh, yeah. The squid and I have been out the back with the cricket bats. That's right. You hear the bang, And right on your menu is kookaburra wings only at Outback. And today's flame grill take is, mate, if you thought the entire event of Steph Curry breaking the three-point all-time record at MSG 100% wasn't completely fucking rigged by the NBA, if you don't believe that, then you're higher than Snoop Dogg on top of Mount Everest. Only at Outback. Uh, I do love that people are like, oh, gee, I don't know. It's... Did you see how much fucking pomp and circumstances behind that? Of course they had that rigged. I love it. All right, I'll be back in a second with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Chris Anstey, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Alright, let's do the Australian play watch real quick. Patty Thrills, that win over to Toronto. Over to Toronto. Jesus, Jimmy, get a hold of yourself, mate. Yeah, it's a lot of coffee today. Dealing with the squid for so long. Just like trying Martin's not to fall asleep at points. Anyway, 30-point game. It was awesome. First 30-point game since 2019, as mentioned. 10 of 20 from the floor. 7 of 14 from 3 for Patty. 3 of 4 at the line. 4 rebounds, 2 assists to steal. A plus 15. And he played 43 bloody minutes. And absolutely crushed it. That was so good. What a game. Just the way he fucking just hit some of those shots. It's just so easy and so slick and so beautiful. All right, really brief, obvious one for today. The Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Em Up Award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill Shooter Shoot. Shoot Your Shot Light Em Up Award. All right, this is obviously Steph. 2,974 goes past it, flies past it. Ends up with five in the uh, game, obviously. But uh, there was a great stat, wasn't Micah Adams who tweeted this one out? Uh, Steph's records before Steph was there, right? Like, it's the most threes in a season. The record was 269 by Ray Allen. He set it at 402. <laughs> most games with 10 plus threes. It was J.R. Smith with three. 
Steph now has 22. Oh my god, the most threes from 27 plus feet. Kobe had 211. Steph has 703. <laughs> it's almost 500 more. Most seasons leading the NBA in threes. Ray Allen at three. Steph's at seven. And uh, most seasons averaging five made threes a game. Every other player in the history of the NBA, zero. Steph, four times. Fucking hell. That is just insane, isn't it? He is the greatest shooter the NBA's ever seen. And uh, you won't hear too many arguments from me. He's an absolute legend. That was awesome. And he got his, you know, perfect amount of uh, appreciation, I think, today. It was awesome. Because... He's incredible. Right, the Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Dally! Tones and I became the uh, number one ticket holder for uh, the Melbourne United, apparently. And Dally tweeted out, Welcome, Tones and I. Music? Legend. Hand clap emoji. It's great to see Tones and I become the number one ticket holder. I mean, friend of the show, Dave Thornton. <laughs> I mean, he's the face of Uncle Toe. He's the face of oatmeal in Australia. Just knocked down a little bit, but that's all right. Ah, uh, that's great. Tones and I. She's awesome. Great stuff, Dally. Uh, showing some appreciation. Right. Uh, let's do the game previews and picks, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How did it all go with the squid today? Ah, oh, it was great. You know, I went to the shopping center, took him to see Santa, get his photo taken. Socially distant. <laughs> it's like a meter and a half, they reckon. It's like, you know. 45 centimetres. It was all right, though. Uh, he had a whale of a time. We had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah, a bit of Chrissy shopping in there, bro. Uh, we went one of three on the picks today as well. Absolutely brutal scenes. But that was, to be honest, I would have gone with Toronto with a plus eight and a half if I'd have known that Harden and everybody else would have been out of that. Uh, but anyway, so we're 226 of 406. Not bloody bad. All for the season. So... Right, tomorrow we have the Atlanta Hawks playing in Orlando. And the Magic Men are seven and a half point underdogs. Always a bit tricky, especially Orlando at home. I'm going to take the Magic plus seven and a half. They just play teams tough. They lose all the time. But the seven and a half, they just seem to cover. So the Hawks reintegrating Cam Reddish. The Magic Men, I just think they'll be a bit of a fire under their asses and they might at least keep this one close. It's a really good matchup, actually. Orlando, they're, they're bad. They're very bad. They're so bad. But they'll play this close. Uh, Houston playing Cleveland and we'll see Mobley maybe against Jalen Green. Uh, the Cavs are 10.5 point favorites against Houston and I'm going to take that because the Cavs are good. And here, well, Nah, how's the Cleveland defense? Uh, 10.5 is a lot. Nah, fuck it. Let's go Cleveland. 10.5. You little ripper. Philly, they host the Miami Heat. And uh, the Sixers are 5.5 point favorites at home. I will go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, if Embiid's healthy and he's playing, if Embiid is out, I'm taking the Heat. Easy. Done and done. But uh, for the moment, Sixers, I think Tobias Harris bounces back all right. Without Bam, if Embiid's playing, like this is a bit much. Uh, what else? Lakers, Dallas. I'm going Dallas minus two and a half. No Luka, but no AD, uh, no Dwight. 
AD coming back maybe from his uh, knee soreness. Dallas two and a half point favorites. I think they should be able to take care of the Lakers. I say that now and they'll get killed by like Rusty or whatever, but give me Dallas minus two and a half. The Pelicans play the Thunder in OKC. Oh, as much as I'd like to go the OKC Thunder here, the Pelicans have been on one lately. I'll take the Pals uh, minus two and a half. I'm just not entirely convinced who on the uh, Thunder can cover Spindles Ingram. Indiana playing Milwaukee. The Bucks without uh, Giannis. I'm taking the Pacers plus one and a half. It's pretty wild to me that they're still underdogs. Middleton out. No Giannis. Yeah, I'm taking the Pacers, of course. Charlotte go to San Antonio. The San Antonio Bandera Spurs are three and a half point favorites. I'll take those guys against the Hornets. Uh, the Hornets have gotten Terry Rose. Look, unless the Hornets get Lamelo and a bunch of other dudes back, I think just the Spurs are a little bit too deep. And uh, the Hornets, oh, it's just going to be a bit of a rough one, I reckon. Minnesota, they go to Denver. Joker, absolutely fired up. The Wolves are four and a half point underdogs. I might take the Wolves here getting four and a half points. I think this could be close. Denver, I mean, they've been good. They nearly shit the bed the other day against the Wiz, but I'll take uh, the Wolves, I think. Ant-Man, Cat might be just enough. Let's see what happens. Washington, they play the Sacramento Kings. And the Wiz are one and a half point underdogs. What is going on for the Wizards? I don't know, but I'll take the Wiz plus one and a half because they're a better team than Sacramento. The Clippers, they go to Utah. Utah are nine and a half point favorites against the Jazz. It's a soft J. And I'll have to take the Jazz, minus nine and a half, because the Clippers, it's been a fun little run without either Paul George or Kawhi. Kawhi. Um, but I think the Jazz just stopped that fucking dead in its tracks. And the Blazers on a back-to-back play the officially completely 100% frisky Grizzlies in Portland. And I'm taking the Grizzlies because what I saw from Portland today, Portland on a back-to-back, not going to count them at all. Memphis, they've got that fight. Give me the Grizz. And holy shit, there you go. That was a vaguely quick show today, I think. Yeah, nice. All right, well... With all that in mind, we'll do a Jingles HR tomorrow and then a uh, Diary of Stephen Adams on Friday. We'll have a little bit more time. Uh, that was a thing. Awesome uh, props to old mate for uh, rushing home from work today so I could actually record a little bit earlier. But either way, we'll be back tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG. We're all over the socials all the time. You know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up each week about the NFL. And, of course, the NFL Australia Christmas party this Sunday in Melbourne at the Catfish at noon. Sunday at noon for Patriots, Colts. Can't wait. I'll be necking a million of those delicious Bloody Marys at the Caddy. It's going to be awesome. Uh, It's on Gertrude Street in Fitzroy. Great bar. It's the best. Watch some football with us. Uh, Check out World Wrestling Straya with Adam over on YouTube. Uh, Adam has crushed it. Great season finale this year one. So go check it out. FWCIE on Twitter for him as well. NBAstray.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Come on. I don't ask for too much. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code Straya. Get a free six-pack. Manscaped.com. Use the code Straya. Get 20% off free shipping. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app. Bang in the code Straya. Get 20% off. That's getting smart. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're awesome. I love them. And big thanks of course. Also, always got to go to Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinator. Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them on Bandcamp. 
Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands and so should you. All right, so Jingles HR to close out tomorrow. A Diary of Stephen Adams on Friday. Enjoy those. For today, we'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Good job, Steph Curry. And uh, Patty Thrills fucking rolls. Later, hosen. <laughs>